Hello, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Master Your Mental Podcast. If you are new here, my name is Paris, and I am the creator and host of the Master Your Mental Podcast. I'm so happy to have you here to tune in and hear my amazing guests and I describe the ways we can leverage and shift our mindsets to take the best possible care of our mental health. I launched the podcast as a way to motivate, inspire, empower, and educate people on these interesting topics. My background and passion for this all stemmed from the field of psychology. After completing both my BA in psychology and my MBA in healthcare administration, my passion for mental health only continued to grow. As a result of this, I launched Master Your Mental to bring more awareness, tips, and conversations to the table about these topics. You guys might be wondering, what does the mental stand for? Well, it stands for mindset, engagement, nutrition, talk about it, accountability, and love yourself. These are all the building blocks that make up what Master Your Mental is all about. If you would like to learn more, become a guest, or connect, feel free to reach out to me by shooting me a message on any one of my social media platforms you guys can find in the link in my bio on my Instagram at master your mental. Now let's get into the episode guys. Hello guys, and welcome to episode number four of season two of the master your mental podcast. I'm really looking forward to this episode. You guys, as you can see from the title today, a look into feelings. This is what my guest and I are going to be chatting about today. I can't wait to introduce you to her. I won't do that now because you guys will get to meet her in a minute or two here when she comes on, but she's super, super cool is doing a lot of great work. And I cannot wait to get into this conversation with her and really kind of show you guys all the awesome stuff she has put out into the world so far. But before we go ahead and get into that, I just wanted to come on here. And like I always do before all my episodes, just chat with you guys a little bit about what you can expect from this week's episode. So of course, you know, based on what we see in the title, we're getting into feelings, we're having this conversation on uh, mental health today, mindset, and also the relationship the two of those have, and specifically what my guest has put together to really spread more awareness about this topic mental health and have more conversations started on this topic. And she does it in a very fun, engaging and different way. That's so cool and interesting. And I love that because you guys know I love mental health. I love talking mental health. I love all these kind of conversations. So I'm super excited to get into this one today with my guest and talk to you guys a little bit about more of why this is an important topic. You know, why do we want to continue to have these episodes where we're getting into mental health. We're talking about our own experiences, right? So you guys are going to hear about that a little bit today as well. So my guest is going to share a little bit of her story, backstory, kind of what she, how she got into the work she's doing, how her own struggles with mental health have impacted and shaped the person she is. And it's such a great one. And I cannot wait for you guys to listen to it because it's going to be starting right now. So let's get into it guys. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Master Your Mental. I'm very excited to be diving into this week's topic, 
called A Look Into Feelings with my guest, Elizabeth Breyer. You guys, Elizabeth is super cool for so many reasons. Okay. So first of all, she's an assistant editor at Forbes and founder of the incredible online platform, Mentally Wear. I can't wait for you guys to hear more about the work Elizabeth is doing and get into her story as well. So without further ado, welcome Elizabeth to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Yes. What a great intro. I'm honored. Oh my gosh. Thank you. I'm so happy to have you because just a little more background, you guys, we got connected online. I think it was Instagram. I think Instagram or something like that. One of those. Probably. And I think I found you on Instagram. Yeah, Instagram. And we had just like the best conversation. We were talking, I don't even know, over an hour. And I felt like I could just keep talking to her and talking to her. And I'm like, we we're going to do the podcast. And I'm excited for you guys to hear more about what mentally aware is. But before we get into that, kind of just tell us more about you, like your background and what just lights you up. Sure. So, um, yes, I'm an assistant editor at Forbes. Um, I've been doing that for three years now, almost three years, which is wild. Um, but I launched like mentally where, because I mean, mental health has always been a passion, I guess, of mine. Um, not that's actually a lie, not always. Um, someone who's kind of gone through my own like mental health issues, um, first diving into therapy and all that really wasn't so fun. But once I started to feel like I had a better handle on it and like found a therapist that I really, really like, and all my friends know by her first name, shout out Margot if you're listening. Um, that's when I was like, Oh my God, like there's, I, I feel like I'm just now having these conversations all the time. And I'm always like spitting like Margot's knowledge to other people. And that's probably when I'd say I became like, passionate about, you know, kind of spreading that gospel. Um, so yeah, what else? I'm from Philly originally. Oh, okay. <laughs> I did not know that. That's so cool. And I, I also love kind of like the backstory on how you got started. Cause yeah. So you've been with uh, assistant editor at Forbes for three years, three mm-hmm. years. Almost and then, wow. And that's, that's so cool. How do like how the concept came about of mentally aware. Cause I think you were telling me a little story about, about how that all started. So I'd love if we can kind of get into that and talk, just talk to me about mentally aware, like what is it? And when did the idea first come to you to really create it? Yeah. So it was like mental health as like a topic that I like wanted to cover was something that was like sitting with me for a long time. Um, Again, like I would, I've been going, <laughs> I've been going to therapy now for like, I'm 28 now. And probably when I was a, I was in high school, like on and off. So it's been a long time and, um, just started getting like really into it and like spreading that knowledge to people. Um, like quoting Margo was my favorite thing to do. Um, so I was like, all right, how can I kind of take this energy and put it more towards that at what I'm already doing at Forbes? So I went to my editor and was like, Hey, I'm really interested in covering mental health. And obviously Forbes is a business publication. So I spun it like, you know, there's all this money going into mental health right now. There's all these businesses, like it's going to be a big thing. And I was basically told, um, nobody cares about that. And, um, it's not like a real thing. Wow. And was basically told no. 
Um, then the pandemic happened. And once again, I am always right because all of these mental health startups sprung up and there is a lot of money getting funneled into mental health tech. But um, more than that, for me starting it, I was like, all right, it's like so many other people. I was like, it's the pandemic. Um, I have all this extra time. I'm not commuting to Jersey City. Um, let me, you know, actually try to make this thing, which also came from just like how horrible like mental like representation of mental health was in media. You know, some good pieces existed and they were either like siloed or they were just like bad and just like highly clinical. Or I would see things like when Kanye West had his breakdown and it was like, oh, this crazy guy. And it's like, no, he literally has bipolar disorder, but nobody was covering that. And I was like, all right, I just need to make this. So wow. mentally where, and sorry, feel free to interrupt me if I No, I just, I just love it so much. Like just here, cause I've already heard the story, you guys. So just like hearing her, like get into it again of like how you approach your editor and you were like, Hey, I really want to do this thing. You know, I'm like super into mental health. I think this would be a great idea. And then you're just basically told no, you know, like, like that's not, we're not going to do that. And, you know, people really don't care about that. And I think that just goes to show like how right you actually were, you know, and just talking about the timeline, like literally right before the pandemic and then boom, pandemic hits. And this is, it's a big topic of discussion, you know, like even like what you were saying, like how you're not commuting anymore to work. And then people are like, your lives are different. Everyone's affected in some kind of a sense and in a way. So if that's not a topic, you know, that I'm like, what else, like, what else are we, you know, really talking about? So I just, I love that story and just kind of like how you had that idea and the concept for it. And then you just went for it. Like you just did it. You put the pieces together and you made it happen. And it's, it's actually really amazing. You guys, like I'll link it. I'll put the links um, in the show notes for you guys, but yeah, tell us more about like, what is it? And like, where can people go to check it out? Right. So yeah, so it's just starting it, by the way, I don't want to make it sound like that's like so easy and I just did it and whatever. Like, no, I sat with this. It was a glimmer of an idea for like a year and then probably took like four months of planning and like reimagining what it was going to be, calling a million people um, for feedbacks, like focus groups. It was a whole situation. So I don't want to make it sound like, you know, it was easier than it was because mm -hmm. it was definitely pretty hard. Um, but yeah, what it what it is now is um, really just kind of democratizing and destigmatizing like lessons that people might get in therapy and sharing those with the world. And you know, it's sorry, I, I got really passionate about talking yes, about. Yes, I can tell. I, I love sure, it. I want to make sure I'm explaining it right. So. Basically, it's the skim of mental health. So we curate, you know, it's a, like five minutes or sorry, it takes like 10 minutes to read. And um, it's therapy insights from top psychologists um, written in a way that's really like digestible and easy to read. It's not hyperclinical. It's just like we all have these issues. Mm -hmm. Let's just talk about them in a normal way. Um, so it's oh, conversations I with therapists, that. it's, oh um, stories from our community members and celebrities, um, you know, some upcoming people we have are Owen Pearson, who is in 
LGBT activist. We've had Amanda Hirsch, who does the Not Skinny But Not Fat podcast. Um, we have um, the girl who does We Met at Acme coming up, all just sharing their stories. Um, and this is also integrated with the, you know, memes and news and quick tips and things like that. Again, it's, you know, the skim of mental health. So wow. mental health curated package in a newsletter. Um, I love that. I love it too, how you kind of talk about it in a way where it's not so clinical, because I feel like for me, you know, just in thinking about myself, you know, when you're looking on the internet or when you're trying to find more, you know, information about stuff like this, you know, when you come across things that are so, you know, difficult to digest, or you have to spend a lot of time, like reading all these articles and reading through all these research studies and stuff. And then when you put it in a way that's just like more fun and like a more positive spin on it, I really like that. Cause I feel like sometimes, you know, when, when people try to have conversations about mental health, sometimes, you know, not everyone is comfortable with that. And I totally get that. You know, I totally understand that, but I feel like if you can do something or like put something out into the world that makes it more, fun and like engaging and not something that's so weird where we're like, where you're like, Oh, like, I don't want to have to do research on this because I have this thing, or I was just diagnosed with this, this illness. I don't really know what it is. And I don't really want to talk about it. I love that you have something where people can go and literally subscribe to the newsletter and also kind of read other people's experiences and their stories and kind of, you know, what life is like for them or like what life was like at their lowest moments, like what they learn from that. I think that's so powerful and important because it's definitely needed for sure. Um, so I'd kind of love to ask, you know, like how, how did your work that you do right now as an assistant editor at Forbes, how has it been helpful to you in the work that you've done and been able to do with uh, mentally aware? Yeah. So, I mean, something that you said before that just like really, you know, reminded me what I do, what I do is, um, that clinical content, it's super, you know, it can be helpful, but it also can be kind of alienating because it's like, okay, but like, is anybody else, like, does anyone else feel like this? Yes. So repackaging in a way that's to a dedicated community, you know, other people are engaging with it. And then again, reading the stories that's, you know, you're part of something bigger. Everyone has issues. Um, it's okay not to be okay. And like, we can sometimes just like laugh about how absurd and horrible life is because that it just be like that sometimes. I love it. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, in terms of how Forbes helped me kind of get there, definitely everything I've been able to learn as a reporter and, um, you know, being able to like interview people and reach out to people. I'm, you know, at the most basic level, it, I'm like a sleuth and can get anybody's email. And then from a higher level, just kind of be able to like talk to people, connect to them, um, kind of understanding what people, what motivates people, um, which has been very helpful in getting, you know, people to share their stories with us, um, which is really nice because if there's someone that you look up to who says like, I, you know, went through this horrible time and you did too, that's like, so soothing to hear, um, for so many people. So that's definitely been helpful. I love that too. And just kind of like hearing how, like the work you've done and are doing, how that kind of like goes along with what you're doing now. Cause it's not like you just were like, you have no background on this. You don't really know how to like get started. You don't know like what it's like to interview people and all those things. And I feel like that's kind of what 
I feel like, you know, like I feel like before I did this, I was always like, I don't know how to talk to people or like ask questions or like any of this stuff. So I feel like that's so awesome that you already like have that background. You already have like that interest, like in writing and journalism and like bringing this stuff forward in a way that really helps people feel connected. And I love that aspect of community that you talk about, like having, you know, like with the platform and having it be a place where, you know, it's not just like this thing that you go on and like you'll read some stuff or and that's cool and fun it's like interactive and I love that you also said like you include memes and like fun stuff and it's not just like so bland and dry because I feel like I can kind of get that way when you know I'm like reading articles and like it's it's great you know I'm not like saying it's not great and necessary information it just is it's more fun for me to like read things like that you put out into the world because it's, I can relate to it right away. I'm like, Oh my gosh, like this person's like, you can feel their energy through like reading it. You're like, you can kind of get a sense of like who they are as a person, like their personality. And that comes across. So I feel like that's more relatable, um, just for me and probably a lot of other people too, who are like, like trying to learn more about something, or maybe, you know, they have a friend who's bipolar, or maybe they have a sister who's dealing with depression or anxiety, and they want to learn more about what is this like from the perspective of other people. And that's why I think it's so awesome that you did make it happen and you did put it together. Um, and another topic that we were, we got into last time that I really liked talking about with you was this concept of feelings and kind of how, you know, kind of in terms of like how that needs to be more evolved. And cause I feel like for me, like, you know, talking about feelings was always this thing, like where it's kind of weird, like, oh, you're too emotional. Like you, you know, you have too much going on. Like you, you care too much about this and you're too like emotionally invested. But I think that that's like with the conversation we had was kind of like, you know, you said something that was so powerful, just like how, like, in a sense about feelings that it's, it's, you're not weird, you know, you're not weird for wanting to express these things or like put it out into the world. Like, yeah, like, you know, I, I feel this way, or this is what my emotions are. Like, this is what I'm experiencing. And I really wanted to ask you about that. Like what your view on like expressing your, like in terms of like having struggle with your mental health or struggling with it, what do you think? Like, why do you think at times it could be so challenging for some people to express their feelings in that moment, um, like on social media or kind of wherever they're doing that. I mean, I think we're getting better at it. You know, there's definitely, that was one, I guess, good thing that, I mean, it's a double-edged sword because there's like a huge mental health crisis still. Um, but that kind of came out of the pandemic is that we are talking about it, but it's really like still not to a point where it's anywhere, you know, where it should be. Like, I don't think a lot of people would go to their boss and say, well, I can't cause I have to go to my therapist or, you know, even people to some of their friends might not admit they have a therapist. And for me, when I was first struggling with anxiety, when I was, you know, a teenager in high school, I didn't talk about it to anybody, like none of my friends knew. And it made me feel like I was crazy. Like I thought something was so wrong with me and I couldn't talk to it. And then when I was put on like medication, like antidepressants, shout out Lexapro, um, <laughs> I love you. Like in college, I also like, that was kind of the next step. Like I would admit that I went to a therapist, but I couldn't admit that. Um, and now 
I just am so not like that. And I truly do credit my therapist. Um, Margo again, hi. <laughs> um, is this just like an ad for Margo? Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> so now I'm just like, you know, I came back from LA like two weeks ago and I like cried like three times because I was like, feeling lonely in my studio. And I was like, Oh my God, like the pandemic's like, I'm just feeling weird. And I would tell my friends, I'm like, I cried three times yesterday. Like, ha ha. And it's just so much more like freeing. I love that. I love that. you can. I love that you can do that, honestly, because I feel like I relate so much to you. Like what you were saying right there, like in college and like, not like being in therapy, but then also kind of at the same time, like wanting to talk about it, but like not wanting to or like not knowing how to um I love that the fact that you can just do that and like be so open about that um and that's really what I what I think is great about mentally aware is I feel like it's a great platform to like where people who don't fully feel comfortable enough yet to like start those conversations they can go on and like start to be a part of the conversation with other people who they feel like they can connect with and like relate to and things like that without feeling like they have to like have these conversations and like feeling like pushed to do it. Um, that's what another good thing I kind of took away from what you were saying there is like the fact that you are so different now and that you are able to like, be like, Hey, listen, like I was crying yesterday or like, I'm having a bad day. Like I'm not in a good mood. Like this is going on. And like, like how you were saying, like going up to your boss and saying, Hey, like I have a therapy appointment at this time. So I'm not going to be able to do this or whatever it is. And I feel like there still definitely is a stigma because I can tell you, like, I definitely carried it for years and was terrified of ever going there in conversations. But I just think that's like so cool that you were able to transition out of that. So like, if I can ask you, like, what was the most helpful piece for you in going from that place of not feeling comfortable with those conversations to where you are now, like where you're, where you're a lot more comfortable with it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I mean, with the whole thing with mentally aware is like, I want, you know, like, yeah, it's like a newsletter, but really I want to completely rechange how we have these conversations. Like I want everyone to go out and be like, oh my God, like I cried three times yesterday or sometimes like I'll be frustrated and I just like scream in my room and like, that's okay. Like we don't need to be scared. And we can tell our friends, I'd be like, oh my God, I like screamed because I was so annoyed with no Um, shame with no shame. And like, let's just all be like that because we all have feelings. Like, why do we pretend that we don't? And it's because of society. Mm -hmm. Um, but for me, what just got me comfortable is honestly just like through therapy, like understanding, like the first thing I learned in therapy that I truly was shocked by was that it was okay to have like emotions and feelings. I was like, what? I was like, you can't be like sad though, right? And she's like, no, like you can. I was like, yeah, but you can't be like, you can't like feel depressed. And she's like, no, like you also can. I was shocked. So as I like continue to learn about like these things through therapy is truly how I got more comfortable instead of just being like, I'm feeling crazy. I love that. I just love that. I feel like you're making me want to meet Margot. Like she sounds oh like a, re- a really cool person. And that kind of brings me back to like the, like the last point that I want to touch on with you is like right now in this moment, like currently, like what are you doing to really master your mental right now? Yes. Yeah, so I go to therapy, um, 
like once a week. Um, I know it can be like really expensive. So we actually partner with um, Open Path uh, Psychology, which is like this really cool nonprofit. They do like affordable um, therapy for people who like can't afford it. So if you're looking for a therapist and you think you can't afford it, that's a really good resource. It's on our website. Um, so therapy, I'm again, just like very open about what I'm feeling. Um, I've also gotten good at knowing kind of like if I'm in a bad mood, how to take myself out of it. So if I'm feeling lonely, you know, I'll try to call a friend. If I'm feeling really isolated in my like tiny New York studio apartment, I'll take a walk. Um, and that's not to say that I don't like still feel anxious at times or have bad days, but those are the things for me that keep me relatively sane. I love that. I love all of that. And just like this whole conversation um, is amazing. And I can't wait to share it with the world so everyone can hear how cool you are and how cool the work you're doing at Mentally Wear is. And check out the website, subscribe to the newsletter and just stay connected, you guys. Um, Elizabeth is awesome. What she's doing and the whole platform she put together, I think is super cool. Um, And I know that you guys will love it as well. So on that note, I'm going to ends it here and wish you guys a good rest of the day or night whenever you are listening to this. And I'm going to say goodbye to Elizabeth and thank you once again for taking the time out of your day to come on here with me and just have this chat. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Bye. All right, guys, that was the end of the episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed creating it for you. As always, if you guys would like to get in touch with me to become a guest or share your thoughts, you can do that in a number of ways. You can shoot me an email at hello at masteringmental.com or you can DM me on Instagram at masteryourmental, where you can also find a link in my bio that you can use to find me on all of my other social media platforms. I hope you guys have a beautiful rest of your day and thank you so much for listening to the Master Your Mental podcast. Have a good one, guys. Bye.